Jane Maven podcast, where we spark up conversation, verbalization, stimulation, share our situations, temptations, education, relaxations, and elevations. So, all right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on the latest episode of with the Mary Jane Maven. Of course, it's your girl here, Mary Jane Maven. I'm going to be solo bolo other than with uh, the hubby, the hubby, the hubby, you know, with the voice from beyond that you guys have become so accustomed to loving and hearing. Um, I do want to give a shout out to our special guest co-host. So I'm not really solo bolo. I have a nice, awesome, and beautiful co-host here who is also the host of another podcast, which when you guys are done listening to this one, you Go follow hers, subscribe, and get your life in in another way as well, as often as you get it from me. So we have highly sexual podcasters here, and you go by your your real name, right? Yes, I go by Maggie. Um, Yeah, no secrets here. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. So everybody, welcome Maggie. She's going to be hanging out with us today in our normal just craziness, um, random yes. conversations, planned random conversations that you know, <laughs> I sometimes fall into. Um, we're not going to have Vita. She's having some issues with, you know, technology in 2020. I don't know. It is what it is. But like I said, we are doing a little late night recording. I don't know what day it is. Um, I come sworn it was Wednesday yesterday. I just kept telling the hubby, I'm like, no, today is totally Wednesday. And he's like, no. Today, today is when is Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, see, yeah, like yesterday I swore I was like, no, but you just lose track of days. You know, it's not like you're living for the weekend anymore. Because, you know, <laughs> I hope everybody has their, you know, uh, their their litation, their elevation piece, wherever it may be that you're going to get elevated with to tonight. I am drinking on a little bit of a concoction here thanks to q grows for a go to bed extreme so they provided me with a lovely t-shirt which i'll kind of show off here but i take too much time that could be you know giving a passion show but <laughs> got a shout out got a shout out the vendor that decided to give me some gear and a little bit of drinky drink you can see that it's actually showing through so you can't quite see that in my drink <laughs> but yes so a really good drink so in, in a bit here i'll be feeling even for elevated and natural. Yes. I was uh, smoking some. uh, Oh, so sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to ask. No, you were right. You read my mind. I was just going to ask. So, what are you puffing on tonight? Um, Yes, prepare our listeners. Yeah. So, my uh, mom actually grows cannabis um, here in Northern California. So she has been giving me some, hooking me up, you know, during the quarantine. And I have been smoking on Sour Tsunami, a high CBD strain. Um, always put a little bit of keef on top, though. <laughs> Just got some, I think. I think that's what the hubby is sprinkling on. Hard treat right now. A little keef. That's right. dope. That's really good. So 
You said your mom grows a, um, a high CBD strain. That's really awesome. Yeah, you know, we... that she utilizes or that for any other reason other than just the, you know, great relief that CBD flower provides? Oh, so, so much relief. Um, I mean, she does grow a lot of different types of strains, but every harvest, there's always one or two, typically two high CBD strains, um, just because they, they sell really well and also because, you know, we use it a lot her and I, like, I always ask her for some, so that's the one we always sell out of as well, like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's like once somebody, you know, smokes CBD flower, you know, it's, it's different than having a edible, it's mm-hmm. different than having a tincture, um, you know, that, that psychoactive, um, I call it, when you smoke the flower, it's a really good CBD flower, I feel like it's a euphoric psychoactive, you know, effect, you know, it's, you don't know if you're high. You don't know if you're really relaxed. You don't know if you're just, you know, it's, it's really euphoric in, in that, yes. you know, that aspect. So I exactly. love really CBD flower. It's fun. You just don't see it a lot. I think with most people that, um, that want CBD flower, they'll mm-hmm. go to a storefront and it's just not a lot of pre-rolls or even loose flower that right. high CBD. Yeah. And, you know, I spend a lot of time in dispensaries and, you know, I feel like I'm one of the few people that always ask, like, what's the highest ratio you have in your flower for CBD? And, you know, some shops won't have it. It's true. Like they won't have an eighth that has, that's any ratio. It's, it's interesting. So. Yeah. I'll say maybe I have a pre-roll and mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do brand education for a couple of, um, brand so Lola Lola being one of them <gasps> they do have a oh, really good 25 to 1 yes right the call oh my gosh like yes yeah I yeah, I mean I will sell the shit out of that brand <laughs> or recommend it um when I'm doing a demo so if I'm with another brand that I'm doing let's say I'm for the, the vape company that I was with but mm-hmm. somebody comes in and they're like I'm not in the vape so I'm in a pre-roll so I'm like right over to it. Great product. I love that they, um, you know, they combine four different, you know, um, strengths yeah. to get the exact effect. You know, so it's the, the, the mingle. You can't really get that, that, uh, that uplifting, that, that social, um, effect just off one flower. Yeah. It's, it's just not quite, you may get a little bit of it. You can get it when you kind of, you know, combine mm-hmm. and cultivate that's what I loved about them. I love that, you know, all of their products that they're, you know, consumed in. Actually, I think I just recycled the boxes that I had, but you're able to completely oh, that's break nice. all of it down. That's completely compostable. I love that. And then yeah. the CBD, like I was sort of saying, that calm is just, I mean, 25 to 1, it is God's yeah. gift. It's the strain that they use, <laughs> and it's really, really good. Yeah, that's a yeah. great one. And I, I did like that because I tried yeah. the Mingle package. That's the one that I enter and send. But Purple Punch is usually a strain that doesn't sit very well with me. But And it, it was in Mingle, but mixed with the other strains, it, it didn't have that same effect. So it was yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's, it's it's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I think it's because it has about 2% of that CBD in all of the strains too. So mm-hmm. all the other, you know, combinations. It has about 2% of CBD. So I think that that, you know, and I'm sure you're familiar, you know that CBD doesn't like bring you down, 
but it just kind of even, right. you know, that high. So maybe any anxiety that was, you know, brought up by, you know, the purple punch previously was, you know, able to be kind of evened out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the orange cream sickle, I think, is what was in that that um, strain when they combined all those. Um, but yeah, I, I love those. I know you said the transcend. That is the transcend and the trans. Man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was using them for oh, yoga, and that's because that's oh, what the guy was doing on the right. box. And I I'm not I wasn't creative enough to think of another activity. <laughs> I like that. I like it. <laughs> I like the honesty too. You're like I couldn't think of anything else, so I just went with it. Yeah, and, and it was perfect. Though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we uh, we smoked the trance and then started watching Game of Thrones, <sighs> and it took us three tries to watch one episode because we were so lit, like <laughs> so lit so i don't recommend you watching game of thrones after <laughs> lola lola trans you know or that matter um yeah that you're gonna be on your ass uh we did like mm-hmm. 10 other things we were like like dominoes i think we like were watching t- we were doing random other things because we just could not <gasps> concentrate but yeah good times that was a good hype <laughs> so I'm going now. I have my my salutations park up here. Um while they go bomb. I want to give a shout out. Love it. I love that. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to definitely meet when this whole corona, you know, I, I call it a corona occasion. Like let's just like <laughs> quarantine hey. sounds so rough. You know, this could be a quarantine sesh, but we're all on a quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. I like that uh, there's a little thing going around Instagram today and it's saying, if you would have told me 10 years ago that the government was going to pay for us to take all of April off and give us money to get lit on 420, I would have never believed it. And I'm like, that's like, that's, that's basically it's, what's happening. Really. It's such a great way to look at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so funny because I know a lot of my friends are saying I'm this this is turning me into an alcoholic. And I'm like, turning you? Maybe highlighting. Maybe not turning. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so you just have you just have kitties, though, no children. So you're not having to homeschool and... No, yeah. And, you know, there are people in my company that do have kids. So, you know, I see them on our Zoom meetings, running around in the background and, you know, getting homeschooled and stuff. And... I, I feel for them and I, I'm just grateful, you know, I mean, I'm too young, honestly, I'm only 24. So, and my fiance and I just got engaged. So, you know, it, if we have kids, it's so far. Thank you. It was actually a year ago that we got engaged. So it feels like. Well, it, still, hey, that yeah. is awesome. No, that's awesome. It's yeah. crazy. You are only two years older than my oldest kid. Oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I'm so young. So young. She's telling her man, she's like, I agree to be on an old ladies podcast. Oh, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm totally joking. So I um I wanted to give a shout out. Definitely you can go ahead and light up. Okay. Get, your, get, your, get your nice head in. I'm gonna take a second and give a shout out to our um, listeners for a bit here because once again, um, 
wall in France. I, I don't know what it is. I, I love it. I love it, love it, love it that you guys love me so much. Um, but we are at 52% of my listenership and my subscribers, 53, 53% now is from France. And we've been able to actually pinpoint it down to Lyon, Lyon, France. So to those of you that are in Lyon, France, the 53% of my listenership and subscribers, <laughs> hell yeah, guys. Like, Hello, bonjour. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> I know, right? Bonjour. Um, I will legit, hey, you guys give me a location, <laughs> you let me know the place to stay, you let me know the best time to come, I will totally come and do my first live show ever in Lyon, France, because you guys are representing, so I appreciate you all. Um, <laughs> we have to, what I would love to do is have one of the listeners um, hit me up through IG, hit me up through email, um, first five listeners from that area, and you can prove that you're from that area, we're going to go ahead and send you guys some merch. We have some awesome t-shirts, we have some leggings, we have some awesome, you know, just cool ass merch and you guys can be also repping, you know, the Mary Jane Maven out there. And I, I love that. Love it. Maybe it's because I use Menage. Maybe that's what it is. Yes, Menage à toi. <laughs> yes, and then so, and we have new listeners or, and uh, sponsors or subscribers in Ireland. Dublin, okay. Ireland. Oh my God. Love in the cannabis industry and I you know I started out as a brand ambassador as well um, a little over almost two years ago um, it'll be like two years this summer so yeah so now I'm doing you know I've been working in the industry for a while and I'm also a sex educator so I have like my foot in like two realms <laughs> and um, I always thought that those two topics went really well together and you know the cannabis industry is for adults and sex is kind of like an adult topic and uh well it, it definitely is and so you know I I yeah. was like why yeah. not I just found such acceptance in the cannabis industry for my sexual side that I felt like you know these two things go really well together maybe I should you know, start a podcast about those two things because those are my two passions. And um, I want to be a sex coach one day. Like I'm saving up for this training and, um, you know, the podcast kind of helps me keep my mind in that sex coach mindset while I'm like doing my job that makes me money, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's awesome. And I think um, I want to, you know, give you kudos for being able to identify <laughs> what your passion is, you know, at, at, you know, at an early age. Because you're going to be able to spend the best parts of what you're working, you know, years mm -hmm. doing your passion, and it's not going to seem like work at all. 
Um, we definitely have right. to talk online even <laughs> because I'm looking into, you know, I, I'm an Aries. I like to have multiple streams of income, mm-hmm. um, but I've also in the past three to four years come to realize what my true purpose and passion is. And it isn't educating and it isn't educating what I'm passionate about, which I can, I can agree. Yes. Campus and sex. I mean, yeah. Wow. Ooh, we're so similar. Oh my goodness. So much joy. So I'm looking into the, the training as well. And wow, it is not as a, you know, it, it's an investment because you are helping people. You are yeah. in that realm of uh, psychiatry, you know, in mm-hmm. a way, but geez, it's not cheap. It's definitely an investment. So no, yeah, I'm it, looking it, into that, you know, as well. It surprised me. And, um, you know, that's why I went the sex educator route first, because it was a little bit cheaper to get the certification. And also, I figured I could get a job being a sex educator. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Best laid plans of mice and men. (laughs) You know, things go straight. How was the, um, how did you determine about uh, the sex educator? So I did a certification uh, program through uh, San Francisco Sex Information. Um, so it's kind of like a nonprofit organization okay. and you do 60 hours of training and you take a test at the end and then they'll endorse you with the certificate. Um, it's not like a super like official, like I couldn't really get a job at Planned Parenthood possibly, (laughs) but it's definitely like I'm qualified to give people sex information. And also I know the tools to kind of figure out what things are factual and, and not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For example, um, and this is so random, but this is what I think of, for example, um, what is it called? The blue waffle? (laughs) Like that's supposed to be an STD, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So it's something like that. Is that like, because my son tells me my oldest is like, mom, that's such an urban myth. Like, like that's an urban, you know, fable. And then, you know, these guys that I used to work with and, you know, they were like, no, this is totally real. I knew a girl that had it. Like, you know, they showed me Google images and I'm just like, okay. Well, you I, know. <laughs> so there may be people out there as well. You know, but just things like that, for example, you're able to decipher between that's bullshit and, no, this is, this is real. Right. And also, they teach you kind of like how <laughs> to just be non-judgmental and just kind of like meet people where they are. And, uh, you know, you do a lot of role playing and it's it's 60 hours and then there's, you know, extra work on top of that. And um, so it's it's pretty okay. intense. <laughs> Yeah, that seems really cool. I'm going to have to look into that. We were talking about if I became such an educator, what would be my my bonus? What would be my niche? And I said, you know, mm-hmm. how or giving palatio classes. But instead of, you know, Tupperware parties or, you know, passion parties, which I used to do as well, it would be I'd bring, you know, the appropriate different size, you know, items. Yes. And really give a good class. Um, and take away the stigma and teach women that there's so much power in it. Stop that, like, yeah, so. Yes. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that's, yeah. that sounds amazing, and that's exactly what a sex coach does. Like, that's literally something that 
people do in the Bay Area, people pay for, and you would definitely be great at. <laughs> yeah, oh, I would love it. And, you know, I, uh, I have family in the Bay, so we're not too far apart. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I know my listeners are in the Sacramento area, and for those of you that don't know, I know that you guys may see TV and they say Bay Area, and I mean San Francisco. Well, oh. not it's, it's like all encompassing of like thirty cities and towns. Um, so it's it's very wide, but the right, vibe sorry. in the Bay Area is it's a vibe. Uh, no, no, it's it's a vibe in the Bay Area. It's very um, yeah. diverse. Um, you know, people are pretty laid back. Um, I think if there was ever an idea of what California was like as far as like people being like really chill and laid back, that's more of the bang than it is like Southern California. Like they try to make all of mm-hmm. California appear. Um, so have you grown up in, in the Bay Area your entire life? Or? So I'm actually from L.A. Um, I grew up in L.A. with okay. my mom. We were kind of, you know, like I grew up pretty poor. You know, we just like lived in the city. Um, and I, when I was in college or when I went to high school, I was like, I want to go to college and I think I can get in for pretty, like with scholarships since we're poor and I did really well in high school. And so I got into UC Davis and, you know, I had, did get a lot of scholarships nice. and stuff. So yeah. it, it was pretty good. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to, alum- you're talking to alumni over here. Oh, shit. Uh, oh, that's cool as hell. Look at that. We were definitely meant to talk and, and to do this. Yes. That's cool as hell. Yeah, I, I say, I'm so jealous of anybody that's gone to Davis in the last few years, though, because the town is so much better than when we went to school there. <laughs> oh, I love school. Davis. Uh, I, I fell in love with it it's when awesome. I was there. It's, it's the best. It is. It's amazing. If it wasn't so expensive, you <laughs> probably would still be there. Like, if we start getting there and everything. Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome. So how, um, how long have you been gone from um, Davis? I think it's her picture. Yeah, okay. She'll chime in. You can hear me. Okay. She'll jump right in. So yeah, so yeah. Um, how long have you been uh, since you graduated? So I graduated in 2017. Um, so it's only been like three years, I guess, <laughs> if I'm doing my math right. Oh my gosh, girl. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I double majored in psychology and political science. <laughs> it happens every Sorry. time. It always happens to me. I understand. <laughs> thanks to Q Rose. Thanks to me. That key. And yes, thanks to the hubby, the hubby, the hubby, because he rolled a good. Damn. That just was, woo. Okay. So. <laughs> But, like, as I was saying, kudos to you once again. You double majored and graduated by the time you were 21, 22. That's fucking awesome. That's badass. <laughs> I was just going to school at 23. So, <laughs> hey. hey. Hello. Hello there. Hello. This is Vita, our co-host. Vita, this is Maggie. Hello, it's nice to meet you over Zoom. <laughs> so you are a brand educator, you know, you are a sex educator, and you decided, you know, because it's very obvious that it's in you to um, 
continue to utilize mm -hmm. those skills and work within your passion every day. So I think that's genius that you decided to oh, no. utilize you know, my, 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 talent, my talents and my skills and start a podcast. So tell us about um, how long has your podcast been going on? And is it just you? Is it you and your boyfriend? Um, also, like, Beyonce, that's right. Excuse me, that's so big, Beyonce, right? <laughs> Hello, Vita, by the way. We can sort of hear you. Now she's on mute, but. <laughs> um, so. Hello. <laughs> Technical difficulties is the definition of quarantine stuff, honestly. Sorry, coronacation. <laughs> so, what we'll do actually is we'll, we'll try to help her out here. So what we'll do is we're gonna go ahead and go to um, our sponsors really quick. And we're gonna talk to you guys about <laughs> how you can still be getting everything that you need through monthly. And uh, we'll get into what Maggie was talking about before you were able to join us, that she has been able to take her passion, the cannabis and sex and education. She's a sex educator as well. And she decided to put those together and create this podcast. So. Oh, that's great. To jump into that. And actually, you know, she has a very, what I think is an awesome relationship <laughs> and a great background. This is kind of how it you know, started. So the floor is yours, Ms. Maggie. Go ahead and share with us, you know, what the other motivation was. And like I said, a little bit more about the podcast. Yeah. So um, my boyfriend and I do it together uh, just so that we can kind of like, uh, well, we don't, he doesn't always come on. He's my co-host because he is in Sacramento and I'm in Santa Rosa. So we can't always be mm. in the same room. And when I have a guest on, sometimes I like to do just one-on-one -on -one just so it's like a little more personal because I ask a lot of personal questions. Sure. Um, so, but I really want to do it to just kind of like highlight how everybody has a different sexuality and everyone's learned about sex in different ways and everyone's received different messages, but we all kind of have like the same kind of insecurities, the same hangups and everyone's different. But, you know, in the end, you know, we all have something that turns us on and I'm really curious about what that is for people. Um, and I just kind of like to dig deep in that way. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. look, we, we yeah, had a conversation the other day. <laughs> we had a conversation the other day oh, and I yeah. mean it, it just suddenly turned and I was like wait <laughs> how did we get there <laughs> yeah, oh you talking about was that yes <laughs> you talking about my birthday now oh okay. yeah <laughs> so yeah my birthday episode you know Maggie yeah, the birthday episode turned into we filmed from like 9.30 to about 3.30 in the morning with some breaks um and <laughs> But it became like a full sexual confessional or something. It was. Whoa. I have to listen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just well, as a yeah. teaser. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. The second, the, the, after, the other After Dark episode, um, yeah. Stuff's going to be just honest. It's, there's no, there's a place for it. Um, yeah. You know, right. Podcasting is an awesome platform for it. Yeah. You are able, your audience comes to you. You know, mm -hmm. so you don't have to worry about offending anybody. You know, if you're listening and mm -hmm. you're offended, you're going to keep that to yourself more than likely because you're really offended because it's really touching onto something that you're not ready to deal with. 
or be honest with. Um, yeah. So have you found that um, it's therapeutic for you in any way, Maggie? Um, I know that, and this is just me speaking, um, I know that my sexuality now <clears throat> is definitely rooted in a, um, an experience that happened to me when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was, you know, there was sexual assault that occurred, and I know that my sexuality now and me being comfortable and me having the mindset that I do, it is rooted in um, in that, in the way, and the reason why is because there has been some healing that came from that to make sure that I knew mm-hmm. that, that didn't define me as a person, which now allows me to be who I am and why I live, why I live. So that's that kind of, you know, my with mm-hmm. other than I think just my natural interest. I can remember before then just being really, really curious. But would you say that that's something that the podcast does for you? Is it therapeutic in any way? Does it help your your relationship, your triad? Um, yeah, tell me about that. It, it has definitely been very therapeutic for, like, my Daria and I, Daria is my boyfriend. Um, we're definitely a lot closer. And, you know, there's a lot I've discovered about him because of it. And, um, you know, it also, there's like some books that I've read for it. I'm sorry, my cat is in the, she's just like <laughs> running around. Um, so like there's certain books that I've, I've bought and read for uh, the podcast and, you know, like that's definitely, you know, reading a self-help book for something you're going to end up self-helping accidentally. So like, there's a lot that I've discovered and um, all good stuff though. Like, and I've always been very self inquisitive. Like I was a psych major. So like naturally you kind of just therapize yourself. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) She's Um, cute. So yeah, there's, and I, you know, have a lot of stuff, sexual trauma that I've unpacked and come to terms with the fact that it, it like, I've learned that you can't change what turns you on. So you might as well embrace it and don't, don't let it like control you, you know, like do what makes you happy. And as long as things are consensual, you know, you can kind of resolve those issues. (laughs) Yeah. True. A safe place, Mm -hmm. a safe space, you know, for people to talk about their self discovery. Yeah. And I, that's what I think kink is for a lot of people. Like it's, it's a safe space to explore these things that, you know, satisfy your core desires, you know? <laughs> no, it's funny that you mentioned that and, and being that you, you said that you've already seen it. So this will kind of lead me into what a topic that I did want to talk about. Maggie, have you seen the documentary Tickle? <laughs> tickle, tickle, tickle. No crazy so okay (laughs) this is a it introduces a much broader conversation about kink and fetish yeah um Mm -hmm. this is very borderline so it's on Mm -hmm. if you have hulu yeah i don't want to ruin it but the the yeah we'll have to talk about it like you just you have to watch it and then we'll have to like go back together yeah and talk about it again but it um let's just say competitive endurance tickling is the basis for, right. um, where it starts off. Yeah. So, wow. I'll say this. If you've seen the Tiger King, <laughs> have you seen the Tiger King yet? We tried watching the first episode, but my fiance works for a, the, the zoo. And so he was like getting really upset. So we just turned it off, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, 
You should be able to handle uh, the tickled then. <laughs> Tickled's yeah, a little yeah. different. So I was going to say that, I was going to say, if you might see Tiger King, then you thought that was a shit show. <laughs> no, Tickled is like hot that. Like, <laughs> no, no animals involved. Yeah, okay, so good, good, good. Your, you know, your fiance, you can watch that. <laughs> but tell him, I definitely understand. He would hate Carol Baskin, just like everybody else in the world hates that yeah. woman. If, he, if you guys got um, it is wow yeah so I'm curious I don't hate Carol Baskin I don't hate Carol Baskin I think they're all nuts like the Tiger King included everybody he messes with like the whole shit the whole shit show I can't stand any of it it's just insane to me like why would you do that she killed her husband and fed him to the tiger that's what I've heard yeah, but then he See, went like, online pretending to shoot her and talking all crazy she like so, that. She was holier than thou. She, but she was like she had like human like slavery going on basically. Like she was not doing anything better. She was doing the same exact thing. I mean, look, right? She definitely was. Hey, I do like the one dude with hella yeah. wives. If he would just get rid of his tigers. I mean, I <laughs> Shining a bad light I on polyamory. Yeah, yeah, and then, but you know what? He tried to he, he denies it. That's what like so he can't even. That's what makes me mad. As I was watching an interview with him, and he completely denies it. Like this starts to admit uh -huh. it towards the end. Like there's certain parts where he's like, "Yeah, well, they're we're all dated before, and we just still all live together." But then he won't say that they're all his girlfriends. It's like, Ugh. yeah, he's not claiming them. Well, he gets him at seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Mm, like, yeah, never mind. Like, I don't really? like him either. Yeah, so <laughs> I forgot about that. I was yeah, like, he seemed, he seemed the least offensive, but now that you recap it, I'm like, yeah, him too. <laughs> Aim for them to get boob jobs and shit and weighing them and yeah, yeah. But see, Ooh. just like tickling, the tickling the thing, it talks about power and what power does to people. You know what I mean? And they, and then right. they just, it just bleeds over into whatever they're doing, you know? so yes yeah. yeah there's actually like a funny uh joke in the animal zookeeper world that the people who work with big cats are like usually like really power hungry mm. but <laughs> a very advantageous position yes it's, that's a secret from a zookeeper <laughs> mm, okay makes sense to me yeah, i was gonna say if he, if, i was gonna say if you don't mind asking or answering the question what um without focusing too much, but what is, who, what animals does he uh, primarily work with? Is it all animals or? Um, so he loves, you know? he loves birds. Uh, so he works with like uh, vultures, like hornbills, uh, all the flamingos, all the ducks, uh, any wow. bird. Yeah. Birds. Okay, I bird watch in my backyard. I have a woodpecker who comes by. <laughs> It's the best thing ever, and he, he beats on this old wooden post that's no longer in use, and I just watch him with my binoculars, so yeah, birds are cool. We're watching. Yeah, he my loves friend. birds. I don't think I'll ever see a woodpecker. No, it looks just like Woody Woodpecker, swear to God. It's got red top on its head, and there's squirrels running around the backyard. It's like Chippendale, Woody Woodpecker. I've got the whole cartoon world. In the animal kingdom in my backyard, oh, it's great. 
Yeah, Disney show. Disney, like, <laughs> yeah, like I wake up awesome. in the morning and float out in my gown and be like, hello, <laughs> all of you pretty little creatures. They come to me. <laughs> you, just, you just get a high note, a high soprano note, just, ah, oh, they fly in. Right. Now you're someone go, shut up. Yeah, Maggie, so this is how our podcast goes. I know you said you need a let me ask you about your podcast mm-hmm. yeah did, did you have any questions for yeah like um so it's it sounds so so does it act i haven't listened i'm sorry um uh, but i will no it's uh, fine. <laughs> does it act like as um almost like a confessional too you know or do you uh, do, do, do people share with you or do you just do kind of most of the um projecting yeah, I, we we end up revealing a lot about ourselves, and I'm pretty open, so, you know, we, we talk a lot about my, I talk a lot about myself, um, and the people who come on, you know, I try to get them to reveal things, you know, I ask them, you know, questions that they're hopefully comfortable with, uh, but yeah, like the last episode I recorded, it was like super awkward and tension-filled, and you know, like that's what I love about it, is like, sometimes it brings that out about people (laughs) but it was also kind of weird because like quarantine and like we were like had to stay like away and it was like very like Mm. yeah it was just like a weird situation (laughs) that's a whole new vibe (laughs) yeah so where do you find your your guests um so I haven't had a lot of guests on uh like I've had my mom on I've had my stepdad on um and those they're obviously very interesting guests (laughs) my mom's great she grows weed and she supports me no matter what (laughs) when so when you told her just to you know touch upon that kind of piggyback on it Mm -hmm. when you first introduced your lifestyles or you know how was that conversation um when you were in school in Davis or was it something you discovered after Um, so I guess like when Daniel or when my fiance and I started like really being polyamorous, like I was honest with her and, you know, I told her what was going on and she, she was super accepting and she actually was kind of like, I have done stuff like that in the past and, you know, it could potentially be like a family thing. And then one day my aunt actually texted me and she said, Oh, I saw you on Reddit. And I was like, Oh gosh, what, what Reddit? And she was like, Reddit polyamory. <laughs> and I was like, well, why were you on Reddit oh, polyamory? Wow. I just right? read them all. So my, them all. <laughs> my aunt actually turned out to be polyamorous as well. And I hope n- nobody that knows her list heard that, but it, it should be fine. <laughs> I didn't say her name. No one knows who my aunt is. That's really cool that. Right? Well, one, that your mom was on Reddit. Like, I don't even know if my mom knows what Reddit is, and let's keep it that way. That's really cool that you were able to be that, um, be that, you know, be so honest and be open, and that she wasn't judgmental. You know, know, not everyone in my family knows. (laughs) If If my parents asked, I would not, I wouldn't. Lie. Deny, um, right. <laughs> we did have a girlfriend long term. Um, that, you know, it's not, that's not a situation anymore. But our plans were to live together and to change vows if the situation would have, um, 
yeah. holidays or whatnot, and she came around or we brought her around, like it would just be what it is. I think the issue for my family or for my mother and then for um, the hubby's mother would be the religious aspect of it. That's what their, you know, opposition. If you had somebody that came to you for advice with that same situation, how would you approach that? What would your advice to them be? <sighs> yeah. Uh, religion definitely puts a lot of shame on like a, it, I feel like it would be related back to like promiscuity or something like, oh, something yeah. about you is so promiscuous. You have to have this other partner around or something like that. Like, you know, there's always a lot of, yeah. oh, you know, like, <laughs> right. There's you know, always like there's a lot of, you, or, you know, yeah. And, you know, my, my stepdad, when I interviewed him on my podcast, you know, he was, he's super religious still, and he grew up Catholic. And so he, um, you know, we talked about it and we talked about how he had a lot of prejudice against gay people when he was growing up. Cause you know, that's something that his religion taught him was wrong. And he, yeah. you know, he definitely shared with me like his feelings towards, gay people is not completely like all like it's not what he wants it to be because he just can't get past that childhood and like the teachings and all that stuff and so you know like I told him I was like everybody in my relationship is knows what they're in for and the only thing that everybody gets out of it is more love you know right and I was like how can there be anything wrong with love and right. that's how I explained it and people feeling good and, and not hurting anyone it makes no sense yeah and you know it's kind of like people will throw questions at you and you just have to be ready to answer them like you know like well like if you want to tell them like and that's the thing it's like I always say like if if somebody is going to have like a negative impact on your life let their reality be what their reality is you don't have to share your reality with them yeah. Right, right. If your partners love you, they'll understand. (laughs) And I think it's, you know, people make it so much about uh, the physical aspect, sex. Mm -hmm. And of course, that is so much of a plus. You know, Mm. it's fantastic. (laughs) Um, You know, once again, why not one more? If two is good, then one more can't be horrible, you know? (laughs) So it's even better. Um, well also like oh I was saying it's also about asking the people who are asking you questions like oh do you do this what's it like when you do that they should be asking themselves more integral questions like so why do I believe what I believe why did I attach myself so much to the agreement of believing that gay people are bad because of my Christian upbringing why did I choose to accept my Christian upbringing, upbringing so deeply in my mind. You know what I mean? Like question your own mind and why it's mm-hmm. working yeah. the way that it is. Instead of asking the other person yeah. why they do what they do and trying to understand them, get to know yourself and why you made those agreements, you know, with the. Yeah. I definitely say that when you go to college, I know this is for me personally, and I know for, you know, for the hubby as well, we discuss this. Going to college and then having a different education, 
not saying better or more, I'm saying a different education allows you to start thinking differently and then allows you to start asking questions that normally you wouldn't have asked because you were told not to. Um, so I know for myself, that's right. where my ideas started to develop. I think that's where a lot of people's ideas start to develop in college. I think like if you take anybody that grew up in any type of household that, you know, you had any type of religion or any type of structure, once you went to college and came back, you didn't want to fall into that same thing that you were doing for 18 years, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because for whatever reason, um, you have yeah. so many different experiences, uh, you meet different people. Um, I mean, we always look back and go, we go back for a picnic day and we're like, holy shit, we knew a lot of people. What you get it keeps you waiting all day. So that's one thing yeah, that we do remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meet me at the gas station, all paranoid and shit like that. Hey, like, though, listen. Drive around three times. Oh, and the guy that worked at the gas station. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you know, I remember we had the people that worked at the gas station, and they uh they had some killed. That was my second time doing a gravity bong hit was at their house, and I was so. And my God, we lived two doors down, and I couldn't walk. I could not walk those two doors down. My <laughs> we was at their house for at least four hours. My, my worst, my Good worst, time. my absolute most interesting dealer was like a friend's dad, and he would go in the back and get it, but he would keep you waiting in the hallway with like pictures of his preacher father, and it's like the preacher family was like, you just feel so judged. <laughs> like now, you know you ain't supposed to be. You know, you know you ain't supposed to be selling weed. You know you shaming granddaddy. You know he doesn't approve as he sits there. You know judging me. Oh my gosh, he wasn't gonna hang on his own pocket, but he was just gonna put you in a hallway where you could have pictures judging you. So then maybe, <laughs> and that's like, and I always uh, wanted to ask him, like, would your yeah. preacher father agree with this transaction? You know, I but I never wanted to be disrespectful, <laughs> so I just let it ride, you know. But I thought it, he may have had glaucoma, <laughs> maybe he may I have been know. a preacher who blazed. You uh, never know, shoot. 
I will say that I've been able to get my grandmother, you know, I've told you this story before, I've been able to get my grandmother to mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandfather passed away, and my grandfather is a, was a bishop, owned his own church, you know, very high um, in the East Bay, actually, um, Pittsburgh. Uh, so I, that's where oh, all my family is. Nice. Um, and, uh, you know, my grandmother being first lady of the church, you know, being from Jackson, Mississippi, very religious her whole life. You know, it was always dope. It was always the dope, the dope. And I was able to convince her, like, you need to stop using those 30 daily medications that you're on, 30 daily, which means you're taking 210 pills a week, um, if not more, when you feel like you're in pain, um, and, and start using this. You know, Now my grandma thinks she's a pro. She has, like, a vape pen. You know, she, yeah, I have to watch her, though, because she orders shit off, of, off of Amazon, and I'm like, grandma, that is probably not full spectrum. Like, you can't just order anything. You know, so right, right, right. Know, I'm trying to really find a good, yeah, I'm trying to find a good, really a good delivery service there in the bay that would be able to, you know, curate the right. Can she get program. the monthly box? You know, she. I think that they do have some delivery there. Um, but okay. the thing is, is they she has THC, so she doesn't have uh, her CBD products are mainly THC, but it'll have a little bit like a four to one ratio yeah so okay a slight amount of thc so she's only she slightly thc i always need to make sure it's not like edibles and my grandma because my grandma, like, she's a little lady but she can eat oh. like, you have um your you've had your mother and your stepfather's guests and then um you just kind of how do, you, how do you choose your topics um mm. i know yeah, one of the episodes that i did want to talk about is where you, I don't know if it was a freestyle or you wrote it, but at the beginning of an episode, you rapped. Remember that? <laughs> so that's my new intro song. Um, yeah, so actually, Daria actually uh, raps, so he used to rap like when he was like 21 or something, and he has some songs on SoundCloud. Um, so I was like, I'll write it if you will rap it for me. And he was like, okay. So that's what happened. Um, I've written a rap about the vulva before. So I love writing like rhymes and shit. But <laughs> I like don't oh. sound good rapping, so I kind of just like leave it to the other people. But I'll write it. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. Yes. I love that. I work on your Chanel That's West it. Coast. It's important. I know. I was gonna say you should drop drop some bars, drop some fire bars. There's probably some you know some people out there, women and men, that need to know a little bit about vulva. So. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm the Majora. Um, (laughs) You can find it on YouTube if you want to really see it uh, because I put it on YouTube. Passion kind of started. I would like sit in front of the camera and do a YouTube live video where I would just like talk about a sexual informational topic and just like dive really deep. And there's actually like 30 videos on there. (laughs) And, you know, I I don't take them down, but I don't make any more. Maybe I should. They were kind of fun, uh, but it was just like yeah. a lot of work because I was trying to get everything as factual and as non-judgmental as possible. So it was like, I put a lot of work into it and then editing it and everything. And I was like, oh. so busy and I still am really busy. So it does seem like a daunting task, but maybe one a month would not be bad. <laughs> That'd be good. Well, we want to look it up. So what is it? Your, um... uh, so my YouTube channel was Positive Pussy. <laughs> 
and that's it. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so you can we be part once a month, right. and it's um, pussy power. Right. Oh. Um, so she's positive yeah, so pussy. Love that. <laughs> I'm cosmic pussy. Yeah, You're pussy. power pussy. <laughs> it's like pussy spice. The pussy puff girls. Right. <laughs> hey, hashtag that straight market right now. I have the hubby, the hubby, the hubby has, has your channel up now. Okay. okay, yeah, let's do that. Oh, so that was my kitten play video. Yes. Okay. Ooh. That's funny. I have a caller as well. Oh, we're definitely going to have to do an After Dark episode because I almost grabbed it. Mm. This isn't the episode for that. So, yes, <laughs> I was so let me show you the vulva is well. the wrap. Let's see. Video 27. Right there. Let me show you the vulva. Go back. Yeah, that one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, is this the wrap? This is the wrap, right? It's been so long since I've yeah. watched this. <laughs> it keeps going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. That's great. Hey. <laughs> oh, oh wow. goodness. Oh, it's so long, you guys. Oh, okay, you want us to okay. cut it? <laughs> oh, it's almost eight minutes. Well, so after the wrap, I go into an informational, like, okay, kind okay. of like talk about <laughs> it. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I with it. Love that. So, my look, the hubby is loving it. <sighs> we're watching that later. Yeah, I'm going to watch it later, too. So much joy. And you know, that. a lot of people need to be taught. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, yes, most definitely. Yes. Um, I think so, really cool. And I'm telling you right now, I would be, so our son is in sixth grade. He had um, health education or sex education in fifth grade. That boy got in the car that day and he knew every term. He was oh, telling mom, you know, you have this and this and that, and you know, they did the diagrams and everything. And he's well, my eleven-year-old legit is like a forty-two-year-old in <laughs> like he is he's an old man. But he, um, you could tell that he was he was curious, you know, about mm -hmm. what they were saying. And he's like, Mom, I just wanted you to know, I don't think I've had a wet dream. And I was like. Oh, <laughs> Okay, and this is like within the first three minutes that I picked him up from school that day. And I was like, really? I was like, you know what that is? He's like, yes. It's when he goes, and I'm pretty sure I haven't had one yet. I was like, okay, well, when you do, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to share, but you want to. I have, I have all boys. Especially because we, we raise them to be very honest and mm -hmm. we're very outspoken as well. And so some of the stuff that they say, I'm just like, oh, that's so, I grew up in, in Elk Grove, I don't know if you're familiar with that part of Sacramento, but, you know, it was, when I moved there, very, you know, Mormon-filled town, hmm. um, and those people were doing the most <laughs> in the freakiest, and just completely lying by that, you know, purity ring they were wearing, but mm. I also saw the people that were so sheltered that as soon as they got any inkling of freedom, they went but wild, you know, mm -hmm. um, by myself, I have my first little piece, and 
maybe they were a little excited, but I see the benefit, or you know, the benefit of being more honest mm-hmm. than being more sheltering. You know, especially today, you know, when they can hop on YouTube and we found out like two weeks ago, doesn't take a lot to find porn on YouTube. No, um, <laughs> which I couldn't believe. I really thought YouTube was on top of that shit. You know, they're on top of, you know, demonetizing people's videos, but they're not on top of the freaking porn that I found when I put in, like, three words, and all of a sudden there was porn. So, but, uh, yeah, I love that. I wouldn't be upset if that was something that they showed in a sex ed class for, like, seventh graders, eighth graders, shit, even ninth graders. I just think probably ninth grade, they'll, they'll probably, like, laugh too much and probably not actually get to you know, the just of it. Um, and then right. we walk around doing this, probably I can see a bunch of freshman boys. Yes. <laughs> and you know, that's kind of like but one of the things, I like laughter time. helps you learn. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're telling me of the episode of Seinfeld when he couldn't remember the girl's name, but he knew that it rhymed with a female body part, but he couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah, and at the end he goes, oh! Oh, that was That's hilarious. Like yeah. Other than no super actually no. Yeah. I I think that it would go great with your podcast and your brand if you did, you know, um, a video, you know, that that um, maybe if you even started a Patreon and that would be some of the bonus, you know, footage or some ways that you would get subscribers is by giving your information, answering questions, you know. Uh, if you get, I, I know my goal is I want to get um, an adult actor or actress on. Um, I would love to. Oh, nice. I mean, the one that I want to get on, I don't think they'll be able to, but I'm going to manifest it. Hoping, but maybe you'd be able to get people on from the community. Um, huh. You know, I would love to come on and you know, talk about, you know, polyamorous life or, mm-hmm. um, let me ask, have you ever attended a munch? Um, so, I, so I guess like my understanding of a munch is kind of like uh, kinky what? people. It's like a meetup kind of for oh, like the okay. kink community. Um, and we've never been to a munch, but we are part of this polyamorous group uh, in Oakland called Organ House. And it's kind of like, well, they host orgies and they haven't hosted oh. one obviously in a couple months because of, you know, everything going on. Yeah. Um, but you know, before yeah. they would host monthly events and you know, we they could host a when, digital one. <laughs> you know, they actually are talking about that. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm not really a voyeur, but I'm definitely an exhibitionist, so I might log on just to like hang right. out for a minute, watch some stuff go down. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while. Like, definitely, I do miss that aspect of, of parties and get-togethers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just, like, not having the choice to be able to, you know, to meet up or to go out. But, uh-huh. yeah, that's, that's basically what, what a munch is. is it, it'll, be head, um, held, it'll be held in, like, a coffee shop or, like, a restaurant. Oh, okay. So just, a, like, a hangout. Just, um, yeah. Yeah, like, there'll be some education. There'll be, like, maybe speakers, um, you know, especially because there'll be new people that are coming then there'll be an opportunity for you to uh, speak with someone. Also, ones that we've normally been to, somebody usually has like a book or like a product that they're, you know, talking about, or maybe they're mm. going to be hosting another, you know, like a oh, weekend nice. away or whatever. So they give you the opportunity to speak with that person in more detail. And then you have some time to kind of network and go around and meet people. 
um, I know for us, we always kind of stood out because the people that would attend the ones locally here, they're very granola, like <laughs> they would stay, like they would go to the whole Earth Festival. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, you know, we, we get dressed up, we, you know, we're, we just don't look that mold. Um, or there would be people that were um, very wise, we'll say, you know, okay. ages, just wise. <laughs> Um, when I was a kid I never told you growing up so you mentioned the Bay Area right and this um what did you say that they 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 meet up and they throw orgies they haven't done it lately Mm -hmm. so when I was a kid in Oakland before I moved to Hawaii I lived by Lake Merritt and um I don't want to say too much because there is always the after dark episode so you know, we got to yeah, not give it yes. all away, but just kind of on the sake of conversation. So there was a purple house across the street and these are mansions, you know, what we consider like our downtown houses when you have a whole one to yourself, it essentially really is a mansion. And um, they would have Rolls Royces pull up, ladies, uh, fancy gowns, dudes in top hats, coattails, you know, monocles, the whole nine, like putting on a show. And but what they were was a high end <laughs> sex club. And so my mom would always yeah. be like, don't you yeah. go in that purple house. You don't go in there. And it's like, well, nothing's going on. You know, there's kids who live there because these people who run this and are part of this lifestyle, they have children. Their children are my friends. Yeah. So if there's no events yeah. going on, like, why can't I go visit my friends? Now, there was rules about just being up in each other's house, period. You know what I mean? Like, you could go in and out, but you couldn't hang out in anybody's house. No one hung out in yours. If you had to go in and get a toy, you know, yeah. something like that. And yeah. uh, they had, like, secret passageways in the walls, like Webster, mm. where you pull the clock back, and there's crawl space, and you come up <laughs> in the middle of the floor in a, in a hatch. And one time, me and my friend <laughs> went to get her Easter basket, and it was like, we, we came up in the floor, and it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, what are we interrupting? We got to get out of here, you know? And she's just, this is, you know, she's like, Psh, let me grab this. I'm here now, Psh, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> my dad Right. Like, I'm like, I'm thinking you're about to get, to get us in trouble. And her mom's like, get out of here, oh, you know. Get out of here. You're being real, you know, something to that effect. And I was like, see, that's why my mama said, don't be up here. You know what I mean? I was like, man, I'm gonna get my ass beat, you know, <laughs> coming up here for this Easter basket, you doing all this. Sure. I kind of got batter a little bit because I was like, well, that was kind of disrespectful to your mom, don't you think? Don't tell me that, like, that's okay. And she was like, yeah, I was kind of out of line, you know. But it was crazy. And you know what, though? They provided. Mm-hmm. On, a, on a good note, they gave the whole community, they provided fresh fruit and organic produce and health foods to the whole entire street neighborhood, yeah. you know, because that was just, they had it like that. They was mobbing like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They like, what they like sharing and giving. Yeah, exactly. Which is why they share. So, Maggie, have you found um, that, you know, doing the podcast is 
is, is like I said, it's fulfilling what you feel is your, your passion, your purpose. Um, do you feel every, at the end of every episode, you know, I know for myself at the end of every episode, I feel like, okay, that's going to give somebody some joy. Or, you know, if it is a really full education episode, you know, where we're going to have a CBD expert coming on in a couple of weeks, that's going to be a straight full education type episode, you know, um, depending on what the vibe is. But I feel like at, at the end of every one, I've accomplished, you know, something, you know, I've created mm -hmm. some content that I'm proud of. You know, you're doing something by having the conversation about cannabis and sex, where mm -hmm. you are definitely, you know, filling a need for a conversation that needs to be had. So do you feel at the end of every episode that you've done that part? You know, do you feel that being so honest and being transparent yourself, like overall, you're really helping, you know, others out there and that kind of keeps you going? Uh, yeah, definitely. Like I, um, oh yes, bless you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I truly, uh, have like, yeah, at the end of every episode, like I, I feel like I always want to do more, you know, and that's kind of like why I keep doing it. And, um, I've had people reach out and be like, you know, I've had conversations with my partner because I listened to this episode and something like that, or I'm thinking about opening up my relationship and I need advice on this. And, you know, like I, I'm really open about how my polyamory works and there's so much that people, like people do have a lot of questions and there's always questions. And uh, I just feel like having yeah. the conversation does it just like helps people see a different side. And every time people listen to it that I know, they always are like, you know, talking openly about sex is useful, no matter, you know, like, of course, in a non judgmental way is the most useful. And that's kind of like what I try to do. So yes. yeah, like, and, yes. you know, for me personally, like, it started off as a passion project, but in the end, like people reaching out and telling me that it's helping them in these ways or it's making them think about things in different ways. Like that's what has been the best thing to get out of it <laughs> and not really what I was intending either. Like, you know, of course I want to open people's minds and I also love podcasts. So I just felt like, you know, why not have something fun to do? And I, I've, I've enjoyed it so far and I'm, you know, I'm just barely starting. I, I started out in August and you know, I'd only have a, like 20 some episodes, but I try to produce as many as I can. And sometimes it's not every week, but, uh, you know, I want to have guests on. And if, you know, y'all want to come on, like, I just, if, if anyone wants to come on, let me know. Cause I, I love just shining a light on yeah. different sexualities. <laughs> I just love it. I love for you to come on and us to like kind of dive deeper into, um, you know, your relationship and you know, it's your mind as well, but just dive deep a little more to the, the polyamory side. I know I always get questions because we traditionally, I know in any, um, any triad that will be in, it will include, mm -hmm. the, you know, um, so I would love to find out about, because I don't think we, I don't think I've ever met, I don't think we've ever met anybody that if they have been in a triad, it hasn't been with uh, uh, two males. Okay. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty awesome. Um, we've only seen it on like polyamorous and dating, the Showtime show, which actually mm -hmm. got us into looking into you know that lifestyle. 
um, it's a it's a documentary. It's probably about five years old, longer than that, because we've been in it since hmm. seven. So opened our eyes to it. Yeah, opened our eyes to it. Um, educated us a little bit more. So that was seven, eight years ago. But it's still on. If anybody has Showtime, um, and you have a Showtime membership for like the Showtime Go or whatever the streaming version is, it's on there. Yeah, I haven't. What's it's it called? Whole series. It's um, polyamorous and dating. Okay, and dating. So looking. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, I think I've watched that yeah, so, show on YouTube. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah, you probably find it on there. Yeah. So the I there was one where the woman she had control, like she wanted several, and she mm-hmm. had several guys to kind of meet different needs. But she was in a real like relationship. Her, you know, her. I don't even think they were married, but like her, you know, her rooted her foundation relationship. Mm-hmm. He wasn't that excited because he wasn't having as much luck with his end and having, you know, females. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. uh, common, common problem. In, yeah, but then, yeah, but then his, his included a male and a female, and then she wasn't that comfortable with him having a full outside relationship with the male. Mm-hmm. She wanted him to be involved with her and one of her male um, lovers. So, yeah, it was... That one was, you had to definitely pay attention, and um, that one was interesting. Um, See, but, all this, all this, yeah, all, all this, <laughs> all this approved polyamory is no good for love and hip-hop, because then if everybody just says, okay, you're dating her, and me too, then there's what they're, well, they're going to fight about it, pull each other's hair out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mona Scott could ever come up with a polyamorous and dating hip hop version. It would not work. I mean, I'm very surprised to see that there is there was one show, um, TLC, and it was called Real Life Sister Wives or something. And there was a black couple on there, and we were shocked. And they were younger in Atlanta, and we were shocked because we, when you, when you're out, when you're in it, and you're out and about, especially when you're in your in your throuple. Mm-hmm. Um, you notice other things. So the so one time we were in Santa Cruz, in Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, and it was, uh, God, right before she went away. So it was like uh, March, uh, it was March time of the year, around my birthday, actually we were there for my birthday. And we saw like three throuples that weekend. And they were younger, um, but it was a black a black man and, and two um, Caucasian oh, women. Well, when we went to dinner, but then on the beach that day, and they had kids. And he, like, mm. they both had young babies. So it was like they both had kids at the same time. So they both had babies. And I was like, oof. That's the luck right there. And then they had like a three year old right there. Uh, so we saw, and then we saw, yeah, we saw like three that weekend. Then we saw a couple, we saw two throuples at dinner that night. And mm. they were around, around the same age. Uh, but it was the same kind of setup. It was a male and, and two females. Mm. So that's our only experience other than going to a munch at munches you really don't see them too much mm-hmm. it's like people are looking for others but right. that's our experience as far as like being them out and about and whatnot and maggie you know maggie's younger maggie i was pointing out to her earlier she's only two years older than Jalen. um so i love that yeah she's a little younger when i know i was like i'm only slightly i'm just a little bit older. i've got some but young insta friends who just came out as a throuple, like they've been together and had a baby. And then they recently made an oh. announcement that they have a third organic, they're all African-American, they're all black. 
and they're very organic and artistic. Awesome. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. that like, you know, and what? it was kind of cool watching them, you know, like say their little thing and they're not like making a big to do about it. I guess they were just sharing with us, you know, who like they have everything else. I like their honesty. They're cute That's together awesome. too. I think it's also a yeah. I mean, the, I, I did stumble upon, so I stumbled upon a, a Dom and a Dominatrix. Or Dom, she's a Dominatrix, he's a Dom separately, but then together she's a sub. Um, Jasmine and King War or something like that, they followed me on Instagram. And through them, I found a, a Black throuple um, mm -hmm. that are very open about it. So you know once you follow somebody on Instagram, it gives you suggestions. So once I mm -hmm. followed them, I was like, whoa. Like, it gave me 10 or 15 more groups that were, you know, that were people of color or just, like, younger millennials, you know, kind of, of, of groups. And it's more widespread than what I thought. I know that we have good friends that lived here that moved to Texas, and they're like, it is... Like that's what, that's what black people do in Texas, and I was like, "What?" You know, and I would love for it to be much more mainstream and open. Um, well, listen, if there's any like rich power like, couples, yeah, yeah, no, that's kind of what they're doing in Texas. Yeah, like everybody's well to do. Yeah, that's wow. what they're saying. So, but Maggie, like, what about in your age group or in your like your circle? Um, it's you know, in, in that group that you kind of belong to, is everybody your age or they're your, your same ethnicity? Kind of what, what is your experience? Um, yeah, so we realize it is predominantly like white people and even though it's the Bay Area and like it's probably more diverse than somewhere more central or not in the Bay Area, but you know, there's, it's definitely yeah, like mostly white people. Yeah. <laughs> And I, I gotta, yeah. like, yeah. I yeah. noticed that in the sex industry, like, at least in, you know, like, that, that realm of, like, learning about, like, all the sex education and stuff. And, I mean, there is a lot of religion yeah. in the Black community as far as I know. And so I can see how that could play, a, like, a hard, yeah. large part of that. And also, I realize I have a privilege to be able to be myself. And, you know, like, not everyone has that privilege. And, you know, it, it's kind of like if you're yeah. stuck somewhere, like and you can't be yourself. Like, don't put yourself in danger. You know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, for sure, definitely. Because unfortunately, there are there are parts of this country, um, you know, mm -hmm. even let's just say parts of this state, because based on your religion or based or this world, or, parts you know, of this world, you know. Yeah, yeah. the falsehoods that your community, your society are putting on you, you know, you don't live your truth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that's unfortunate because that's when I think relationships crumble, mm -hmm. when marriages have an issue, when cheating comes into play, when, you know, um, other adversities or things like when people maybe start to look at harming people or children become involved or, you know what I'm saying, like other you know, marginalized groups like that where the other issues become. And that's because people can't live their truth. Mm -hmm. um, now, yeah. keep in mind, when you watch Tickle, talking about this guy or person remember remember that no, i said that but um i do know that um i feel that if someone like my parents for example my mom will want to watch this episode or listen to it but i really feel that if she would if they would have maybe considered having others and having alternate relationships or bringing somebody else in they probably would still be together and they'd be going on their like 
30, 50 year marriage, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, how old am I? tons of episodes where I, we have like uh, something going on in our real relationship and we're like talking about it. Um, like, you know, my fiance and I just recently had like an issue with jealousy and it's just kind of like, it comes up and you just, we talk a lot about how, like where jealousy comes from and kind of like how to deal with it. And, you know, I, I'll reference books and I'll just like tell people if they're, if, if, you know, they want more information, like there's a lot of information online and all this stuff, but I'll give like my personal experience with it and like what's going on with our, like our actual moment. And like, you know, I can talk about like my personal insecurities and I can ask Daria like right there and be like, you know, like, what are you insecure about? What have I done that made you insecure? And he can like, we can literally talk about it right there. So people get like that real example of like, how you know we are literally talking about everything <laughs> you know and it's a good example i, I would so think awesome. yeah no i think it's an awesome example and um you know people can tell bullshit you know um you know so if it's not coming across genuine um especially i think for um you know for a man in this situation you know for you it's your truth mm-hmm. you also have training because you have a psychology degree you know so you understand how to um, broach the subject or breach the subject where it's done in a positive way, where it's mm-hmm. done with intent and it's not done with any, you know, underlying malice or mm-hmm. trying to play tit for tat or anything. Whereas for him, he's not, not want to say trained, but education, educated in that way. His exam, his uh, emotions are raw. I have to give it to you because I know, I always say it for the hubby, <laughs> I always gave it to him, like, ooh, dealing with two women, you know, because, you know, when when we got into it, we got into it like how women got into it, and he's right mm. in the middle, you know, and of course, I'm like, well, you're, you're my husband, let's not forget, you know, but I had to remember that I had made a commitment, just as committed as he is to me mm-hmm. being the first, he also had to, you know, play that role and be understanding for her, um, so... I give it to you because doing that between two men. But I would just think that that's, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, I've actually, so Daniel, my fiance and I, Daniel, he, we actually started polyamory because we, we did bring a, a female into our, like, circle like he started dating her first and then you know her and I eventually became intimate and so we were in a triad and you know like 
that was the first thing that we did that was like truly polyamorous. And there was, you know, a lot to learn from that relationship. And, you know, we've since moved on. Daniel's had other partners. I've had other partners. You know, he's currently seeing somebody. Yeah. So, you know, we, we go in and out, but we're definitely like each other's primary. And, uh, you know, that's kind of just like how we structured it and it kind of works for us. But (laughs) It's funny because they're they're kind of friends, you know. They both play video games on like WoW, like live together, like you know. So they're like it's sometimes dealing with like two best friends that I'm like annoyed with, but <laughs> I love them, you know. Yeah, but that's cool if they can be cool. But I can imagine how many you know things. Like, Wait, that must be high fiving in agreement. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, when they hang out, you know. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. I mean, we we would do things like, um, let's say we're watching an adult film together, a porn together or whatever. Well, we have to, we would completely do nothing but critique the girl's hair, her earrings, her <laughs> shoes, her outfit, the camera shots, the guy needs to be shaved. And he's laying there like, like, can we not, like, enjoy this for what it's supposed to be? We're like, wait a minute, wait, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Like, so I could imagine <laughs> Like those times, how that mm-hmm. was for him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> good old days. I we definitely. Um, um, so, how was it for you guys though? With because I know it's kind of difficult for us right now to find somebody. But how was it with the way that you guys date and find people? It's a little bit different, you know. I never. It's going to sound old, but I never had to. Well, okay, I won't say that. I've been with him <laughs> for. 19 years in June, we'll be married 15 years in September. So I have had the need to utilize swiping anything else. Like the most that I had was like Black Planet or uh, <laughs> the chat lines. Like that, that was the most as far as like technology or social, mm-hmm. you know, social meeting kind of thing. How is it for you all? Do you guys meet people at work? Do you guys meet people off of apps? Do you, you know, use a website like SLS? Yeah, so I actually just downloaded this app that, and I'm making this face because I haven't had much success on it, but it's called Hashtag Open, and it's supposed to be for, you know, open relationships, but there's not a lot of people on it, so it kind of sucks. But Daniel uses Bumble and Tinder, and he just puts on there, like, I'm polyamorous, and if you don't know what that means, ask me. You know, Daria uses Tinder. He says the same thing. But before the quarantine and stuff, we we did find partners at those orgies. You know, there were people that were, you know, mid twenties to their thirties, and there were some people older than that. And most people, like we were, kind of like some of the youngest people there. But you know, like that was a good place for us to find people who were down with being in this situation. But you know, so I we've gotten lucky so far. you know, I've I've seen I've seen you know your boyfriend. I've seen you you know attractive. I'm sure your fiance is as well. Don't so <laughs> too hard. Um, I think I remember telling I think I remember telling her. Oh my God, he's a cutie pie. When I met your when I met your boyfriend, yeah, um, he's adorable. I, I actually told you to be that. Uh, I was like total cutie pie. I was like the you know kind of white boy I was dated back in the day. Like I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure I, I did say that. Um, so yeah, but I would think that for finding people like in your age group, like let's say you guys wanted to stay, you know, 28 and younger or whatever, mm-hmm. I would think it would be pretty difficult because 
you may find some people that are just in it for the allure to be like, oh, I get to do this, you know, that aren't really polyamorous or even developed that idea yet. So I would, I would see that as being like a, you know, something that would be difficult if you guys stay within a certain age range. But then I'm mm-hmm. also seeing as you being younger and being around people that are maybe in their 30s to early 40s that are in committed relationships or that, you know, are interested, how that would also be a bonus. Like I would think that would probably like sometimes probably just like really, you know, really popular, we'll say, not just. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, finding a community. So I, sorry, <laughs> I, sorry, I cut you off. Um, I, I do think finding a community like was super important for us just because like, you know, we, we had broken up, like our girlfriend left us and we were kind of like really sad and didn't have people to really help us out in that situation. And how do you move on? Like, who do you find? And we were in Sacramento and, you know, there are people in Sacramento who are poly. There is a community out there and we found that community through Oregon House and through going to those events. And we were like, oh, you live in Sac, we live in Sac. So we were able to find people that way. And that's what I always recommend to people. I'm like, honestly, if you have, like being a part of that community is so useful because I've dated people who weren't polyamorous before and your heart gets broken. Like it doesn't work out. Like monogamous people are monogamous <laughs> like, and they're never going to be okay with it. Yeah. So let me ask you this then. Um, is the community different in the sense that there's people who just want to smash and it's all about just getting some <laughs> or having a relationship that involves multiple people? So is there a difference in this community? Uh, I mean, there are people who obviously are just highly sexual and, you know, just want our relationship anarchists and aren't looking for anything serious, but you know, there's married couples that go and there's people that are just single that go and they are looking to be a third or to be, you know, it's all different kinds of people. Okay, so just, yeah. It's such an extensive community that you will find somebody that you're looking for. And so just like with anything else, you'll have to speak on what yeah. you're what you're looking for what your perspective is mm-hmm. you'll you'll need to know you'll need to come or or you can figure it out i would imagine too, yeah you know what I mean? and i think the poly community is already so like used to talking about everything it's kind of like if you know you were honest about our feelings and that's the thing like even dating someone who's new to polyamory is hard because i'm so vulnerable and honest about my feelings all the time and sometimes people who are coming into it they're not always quite there yet. They need more help. And it's like, do you want to be the one like, you know, to date, to be like, if when someone comes out of the closet, even like, are you, do you want to be the first one, their first gay relationship to teach them how to be like all of that stuff? It's like, there's always that, that introduction person. And, you know, it's, it's, it's work, (laughs) but you know, if you you care about the person, you'll do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, as a sex educator, mm-hmm. um, is it part of your responsibility to understand the um, the new? I don't. I don't want to use the wrong term. But for example, there are um, pansexuals now. There mm-hmm. are. You know what I'm saying? Like LGBTQ is not just LGBTQ anymore. Um, right. So are you responsible for knowing all the definitions or knowing the attributes that make up, you know, a certain um, sexual orientation? Yeah, I'm definitely familiar with like the more common terms, but you know, 
we're taught as sex educators that identity is a personal experience. So if I'm approaching somebody and, you know, I don't know how they identify or I, and I don't even want to make assumptions, honestly. So I'll always ask people like, how do you identify? And, mm-hmm. you know, people like that question because they get to talk about themselves and uh, that's how I take yeah. the approach. Yeah. It's like, so how do you identify? Like what, like what, and, and then they could describe it however, and that kind of gives them the freedom to kind of control that because it is, it's a personal experience and that's what, how we're taught to kind of approach it. And so, you know, obviously the general terms, like we're just kind of familiar with them and stuff like that, but you can't know everything. You can't know everybody's yeah. personal experience. So like you might as well just. Let yeah. Them I just, I mean, I just feel like there's always a new definition. There's always a new term. You yeah. Know, um, you know, when I first heard people say, fluid or the fluidity and their sexuality that made me be like okay so so it's not just somebody saying that they're bisexual anymore it's mm-hmm. not one thing that they're forward, you know um okay um right it's, it's not that you know it's it's much more um and i want to have that respect for people and understand but my thing is like i said i'm always curious mm-hmm. and i look at everything from a psychological standpoint i want to know why i do the things that i do I'm always curious about why we do the things that we do. Um, I'm telling you, my best grade ever in college was sexuality. Best grade ever. <laughs> I mean, ever. I had the professor tell me, you don't do something in sex. Like, she was in sex. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what it is. In sex. Like, Are you making me an offer? Like, what was that? Um, but yeah, so it's very, uh, and I think what it does, you know, sex is what makes everyone tick. Let's be honest. Uh, no, 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 because I have friends who are representing for the asexuals and, and um, you know, they'll let you talk. They well, might not even want to engage in the conversation, just kind of like not of interest, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, so that's right. So it doesn't make them tick, but it is something that they have feelings about. Maybe it doesn't make them tick in a positive way, like it gets me going, but it is something that is an aspect of their lives. They're asexual. Mm-hmm. So it is something, you know what I'm saying? Like in that aspect, it is something that- Well, they have to come to terms with the fact that they are very different than most people. Mm-hmm. You know, that true, everyone, true. everyone think, else is involved in some way with some alphabet letter, you know, and they are the first, which is yeah, like yeah, yeah. without A's, <laughs> 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 representing for the A's. Yeah. Yeah. Leave me alone with that. I'm not interested yeah. in I'm your, interested. you know. So, what makes someone or uh, Maggie I'm interested? You know, being that you, you know, did study uh-huh. psychology and um, and you're an educator. What is? Um, have you ever spoken with anybody, or did you ever study about what an attribute or what leads maybe to someone being asexual? Like, is, um, it, is it some? Is it usually something traumatic? Is it? So the steam, like I'm just, I'm curious, and I'm, you know, not making a joke about anything or anybody that is. I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm really, like I said, I like to know, like So, yeah, I mean, I think that we forget that sometimes sexual gratification is kind of just like satisfying some like core desire we have inside of us. So, like sexual gratification is just a way to go about satisfying our core desires, but you can satisfy your core desire by literally just cuddling with someone or just like if you just need someone to care for you, it doesn't necessarily have to have like a sexual component to it. So 
in a way it's kind of like it is a sexuality and their sexuality is that it has little to do with actual sex and more to do with other intimacies yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Without, without the physical action yeah okay. and i mean a lot of asexual people yeah. will engage in intercourse because it pleases their other their partner and you mm-hmm. know if an asexual person right, okay. is with someone who's sexual it can still work and i've heard of that totally working because yeah. people are willing to do a lot of things for love <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know this is, you know, once again, I'm not trying to make light or make a joke, but the best thing that I can think of in an example is I just binge watched um, Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. And like, so I would say Sheldon was very asexual until he fell in love with, you know, with a, I call her Blossom still. I know that that was her name on the show. But, <laughs> until then, Amy Farrah Fowler. Yes, Amy Farrah Fowler. Such a good show. If nobody's watched it, please do. It's a fucking great show. But yeah, so just in putting it into relation to something or, you know, tangible, it would be like that's how he was. And so he fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, based on his desire, they had sex once a year on her birthday. And then once their relationship mm-hmm. developed and they were married for some time, then they were having it, you know, more. But um, so, okay, so that's a, that's a very good way. See, you ask questions, you learn. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome so what um what do you hope to do or let's say uh let's say i had a magic wand mm-hmm. and i said Ooh. i can go ahead and make anything happen for your podcast what would that be like by the end of the year i can just make anything happen what would you what would be your oh that's wild um honestly i mean i would just love to have a lot more guests uh that would be like kind of what i just because the more guests i have the more different kinds of people i can highlight and i don't and i i like to have just like normal regular people on just because that's kind of like who everybody is is a normal regular person and so you know that would be you know like i would monetize it maybe one day if i was like a sex coach and like I had more time to actually put into it but you know at the moment like I'm still saving up for the training and I still have my full-time job and I have a lot of other stuff and I do most of it on my own so I produce it because I love doing it but I can't do it as much as I would like so that's why maybe one day like once I've become that sex coach like I can like really pour a lot more into it and that would be nice (laughs) yeah and you will I don't know if I told you, but I'm a little psychic, so I'm going to tell you now. Um, you w- it, will, it will definitely happen for you, um, and, and you can do all of those mm-hmm. things. Um, I, I like to say that this, this coronation that we're all being you know, put on together is a time. It's a, it's a ways. It's a, the message from the universe, and it's a wake-up message from the universe saying, hey, this is the time for you to start taking those, those passion projects or to take those interests. And start making it your true passion and purpose. I think the yeah. universe way of, of reminding us that we are, you know, dispensable really mm-hmm. quickly if you know if, if the universe felt that it, we needed to be. And I think it's kind of a, a message saying, "Wake up!" So let's start to take advantage of you know the many blessings that we have. Um, and for podcasters like us, I really think it's possible yeah. for us to have our voices heard because yeah. there's so many people that are looking to do some shit yeah. or. You know, like I said, take control. Percent of our mm-hmm. listenership, but 
53% of our listenerships now is in France. We just had um, Ireland, Dublin, Ireland ask the list. Like, so we are like that. These are people around the world that right. some way, somehow, and I appreciate it, love our message and love what we have to do. So you never know. You could have mm-hmm. freaking Elon Musk stumble upon one of your <laughs> podcasts and be like, hey, I like this chick. I learned a lot about the culture. <laughs> Let me go ahead and throw her a show. You know, I mean, you never know. Yeah. But um, I could see, you know, I could definitely see you making it happen. Um, I think you would have a great platform, especially because you are, I think, unique as far as um, what we know every day. But I think mm-hmm. once you got yourself out there, you, we probably found out that there's like millions of others, you know, <laughs> 24 to 30 four-year-olds that, you know, are going through the same same life and, and want that acceptance and want to get their you know, message out there and we'll really yeah. click with you. So, um, I imagine Juan <laughs> says it'll happen. We're going to manifest, speak some shit into existence. <laughs> Thank That's you. Okay. Yeah, and I've been getting more yes. guests on lately, so, which is which is really cool. So, and I've been loving it. So, it's, I, I love that. So, I put well, it now there. is the time. I'm going to share a service with you that I just, um, that followed me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's a service that helps you to get podcast guests. So oh. these people sign up to be experts or to say this is their specified field. And you just go through, as podcasters, we're free. You go through, you send them information about your podcast, what you want them to talk about. The company sends it to them, and then you get an email Dope. within 24 hours saying that they accept or not. That's pretty so, cool. I love I that. Think you would, yeah, so I know I did see a few um, sex sex educators Ooh. and sex experts. And sex, you know, like, I could be a little shitster and ask, like, a religious expert to come on and be like, tell me about what you think about sex. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is that um, we go to a, um, a resort. Um, mm-hmm. We started attending a resort last summer that is a family um, clothing optional resort. Oh, um, oh, right. And we met a priest. Yeah, yeah, we met a priest um, there. And he's a practicing priest, like, was on his holiday. Mm-hmm. And every vacation he takes, like, he's been to hedonism. He's been to, he told me about the city in France that, like, every summer it's like a pool, just you walk around naked all day, every day. You go to the bank, you go to the grocery store. Have sex on the street, like he told me about all this stuff. And I was like, so I'm curious because mm-hmm. I definitely, you know, I let him talk, and then I said it was about an hour. And we were in the hot tub, you know, chilling, you mm-hmm. know, naked. I'm naked with a priest in the hot tub. Hey, you know. <laughs> what did you do this summer? I'm not naked with a priest. Um, but yeah, so I said, you know, I come from a very religious background. How are you reconciling the two? Mm-hmm. And you know, he says it's my job not to be judgmental. And he says, one time, you know, I was in Jamaica. He said his, uh, his travel agent sent him there and he didn't know that it was like a hedonism. And I'm like, well, it says hedonism. Nice and big on the outside of the hotel. Um, I don't know how you didn't know, but okay, we'll let you go with that story. And you're like, you're a priest. You deal with your God about that lie that you're telling, but okay. But he was like, so he's sitting next to a couple and he, and he could tell that their boyfriend or girlfriend, like they said something, you know, to let them know if they were married. And the girl starts giving some great head. You know, what I assume is great head, because if you're doing it in public on the beach, it better be, but don't do it. But, uh, <laughs> you know what? You suck right you now. Suck. You been, Don't be doing that out in public. Just get out of here. What is that? No one wants to see a bad blow, job. Okay. Right. 
Let me show you how to do this. I'm gonna show you just real quick. Just real quick. I'm gonna show you. Oh my just god. Watch. Take notes. Right? <laughs> Learn this trick. Take it back to your hotel room. Come back later and let me know if you've learned anything. I well, see uh, someone needs some so coaching. I would totally do that too, especially if I was drinking. Actually, I probably could be sober as hell. I hate to see a bad little job. I hate. I hate. I, it is. It is so boys. It's like I get offended. Like I'm not even the guy. We're be watching a movie, and I'm like, "This is bullshit, baby. Do we have to watch this?" Like, she's lazy. But yeah, so he said, you know, she started getting to work, and he was like, "I felt uncomfortable." He's like, "But then I was like, well, all they're doing is expressing their love," and I'm like, and "I'm thinking, and you sat there, and you probably got off a little bit too." I can't help every story he told me. This is what I'm thinking in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. but was a priest so you know that was that yeah. was an experience but i think that would be awesome for you to have somebody on and to really have them break down based on this bible that was written after slavery um based on that how can how can they deny or you know defend or you know say that you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. um, yeah i would love that and when you do that please let me know <laughs> Need to go live. You may need to like bring up a YouTube channel and go live so that I can ask some questions. That'd be awesome. But it looks like we may have lost Vita. Her phone may have died. Yep, her phone died. She just texted me, so she said it was Aww. a pleasure and thank you so much. Thank you, Vita. Uh, I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> but I don't want to hold you. Like I said, I could talk forever. I think I've already had you like an good hour and a half. <laughs> but I definitely want. You know, all of my, my followers, my listeners, I want you to go over and please subscribe, 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 listen. Why don't you go ahead and give everybody your, your, you know, social media, your, where you can be found, where your podcast is streamed on. Um, I know we were sharing it earlier. The hub, mm-hmm. We had it on our screen earlier too. So once we get this video out and to our, you know, um, YouTube channel and stuff, you guys will be able to actually see, you know, the, the IG and, uh, yeah well. watch that uh, video <laughs> yeah so everything's gonna be on tomorrow but yes why don't you share with everybody so they can go on and and follow you and subscribe and get their sexual you know education mm-hmm. fulfillment every week yes so i am at highly sexual podcast on instagram and if you type highly sexual podcast into itunes or sorry apple podcast or uh, spotify that's where i am so <laughs> Okay, awesome. And of course, you guys, we will share, you know, links to her pages, um, to her uh, podcast. And, you know, I, you guys will definitely be seeing her again. I definitely want you to. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad we met, honestly. (laughs) Yes, me too. And it's so crazy that, you know, that's the do-do-do. That is the moment, okay, that I did not remember exactly how we got connected. But yes, I met her, her cute boyfriend. Yes, I totally remember. Um, please tell him hello. Okay. And maybe when uh, we can have you guys all on the After Dark, that'd be awesome. We yeah. Talk about it in you know detail. <laughs> and maybe we can collab. We need to talk offline. Um, you know, talk yes. about me getting on your show or us doing some other things. I think you are. Your energy is awesome. Um, I think, like I said, you are um, purpose. <laughs> You know, and it's, it's obvious that you're Thank you. <laughs> truly living in your purpose. 
yeah, and being able to kind of smash the two together. Um, <laughs> you know, we didn't really talk too much about how we don't utilize cannabis and how you utilize it with sex, but right. we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> with just some girls who, who's gabbing here and, and have a good, <laughs> yeah. you know, good conversation. That's what it's all about, you know? Um, so yes, we will definitely be talking. And <laughs> I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, I appreciate once again you coming on, you know, the late hour. Yeah, thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes, no, I appreciate it. So we're going to be talking because we have another podcast as well, Cubby and I. So we'll talk about the After Dark and then we'll talk about our other podcast. So, yeah, so we'll have you on those. But um, be on the lookout for that email. I'm going to send you that with that um, guest um, website. And um, once again, I just can't thank you enough. I feel like if I keep talking, it'll be 3 o'clock in the morning before. So I will let you go and go to to your fiance and get on to your evening. All right. Have a good night. Talking soon, but everybody, thank you so much. You know where to find me. All right. Stay stay healthy. Thanks so much. You too. Bye bye. Monthleaf is the monthly cannabis subscription service for Northern California. They offer a variety of boxes that you can customize to fit your preferences. Each box will always have a value exceeding $150, but all you have to pay is just $100. And that's each month. 